Hello and welcome to the Creatives Chronicles. This is the podcast that tells the stories of creatives, giving you the information, motivation needed to get started, stay focused, and thrive as a creative professional. Today on the show, I'm not alone. I have the boss in the house today. Uh, he's an amazing developer with plenty experience behind him. He's multi-talented. He's a developer and also have plenty accounting knowledge with him. Join me and welcome Mr. UK, Mr. Chooks. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, thanks. And uh, I don't think I can do better than all that introduction. So I think the, it's a wrap there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Because you've already you've already oversold me, so I hope people are not disappointed with what they get at the end of the day. No, they won't. Definitely not. Okay, um, let's talk about your background. How did you get uh, into development, and uh, what was your background like when you were entering? Yeah, development. Um, initially, I I got into development basically because I read computer science in school. And I read computer science in school because that was the next best thing. I wanted to be a pilot. And of course, if you know anything about uh, aviation education, it's very expensive and it's usually not. You can. Uh, aviation, quality aviation educations are not gotten in within Nigeria. Yeah, so, yeah. And my parents couldn't afford to to send me to an, a flight school. They couldn't okay. afford to send me to a flight school. and. I actually stayed at home for one year because of that. So yeah. at the end of the day, my dad was like, I get, look for something you can do. Look for something, a course you can do in Nigeria. And I decided, well, I liked computer showers. So let me just read computer science and see what it's about. So initially, I had um, a very, a very, very little introduction to programming. At the head of basics, I've seen uh, basic and Q basic. I've seen how codes look like, but I wasn't, I'm not all these, uh, I started programming when I was five years old, I wasn't that kind of person. <laughs> so that's how I got into school, into computer science, read computer science, graduated, um, of course naturally moved into development because I loved, uh, I, I, I grew up very curious, wanting to learn how things work, and of course that's, that's, uh, is a very good fit for programming. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah then from that, uh, well, we then got into accounting, so that's, that's just that basically. Was it after your first degree you now went to do another degree in accounting? Uh, okay, uh, I only have, uh, I only did the first degree. I'm basically, I'm not someone who's uh, who's too enamored with formal education. Okay, I basically just want the knowledge. I'm not necessarily interested in all the other formalities attached to acquiring such knowledge. So after my first degree, I didn't want to do a master's. I just wanted the knowledge. I wanted the accounting knowledge, of course, because accounting is the language of business and you can't run a business effectively if you do not know or if you're not conversant with accounting principles. Yeah. Yeah, so I I started the, the ICANN program with a view to becoming a chartered accountant. Basically, the knowledge was is what, what I'm going for is because I'm still in the process. In the process. So um, there, are, there are three levels. There's a foundation, the skills and the professional foundation for for people like us who don't have an accounting background, okay. uh, having read computer science in school. So basically, I've passed my foundation. Um, I just wrote uh, skills. Uh, the second part of my skills exam this November. So we are still in the process. Wow, wow. So you are obviously you understand that for any 
business to run or for any career to be successful with freelancing you have to understand business and accounting uh, well i might not necessarily understand it i'm not that smart but people that understand it have <laughs> understood and said and i heard them saying it all right yeah so basically it was uh where i heard that was warren buffett warren buffett said uh, accounting is the language of business and that's actually what what uh that's actually what made me want to have uh, acquire accounting knowledge i have generally been interested in finance and most most of my readings are centered around business and finance mm-hmm. yeah so and to better understand business to better understand how the different moving parts work together how the system works that's what uh get me towards going to learn accounting not just online courses but actually go through a structured program to learn or uh, to, to learn to become an accountant okay now there is this there's this thing called um cash flow statement yes and um profit and loss yes uh, basically for a layman like me mm-hmm. i would say if i make this amount of money and spend this on this whatever is remaining outside my uh production cost i to me i believe that's my profit yeah but uh as someone that has studied and understood by the books what, how does it work what's what's the difference between cash flow and um, profit and loss how, how does it work for okay uh, studied and understood by the books that's a biblical term <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think that was uh, Daniel that said that. Uh, yeah, that Daniel on Nehemiah. Yeah, it's Daniel. Yeah, okay. It's so, uh, well, <laughs> maybe not studying and understanding by the books according to Daniel, but um, okay. Okay. Um, when it comes to profitability, um, usually there are different uh, proponents of cost. Basically, your profit is your revenue, what comes in minus the cost, all that you you spent, all that went out to bring the revenue that came in. Then what are the components of costs? Number one, you have your production costs, or in in financial statements, you, you usually see it as cost of sales or cost of revenue. Meaning, what are the direct expenses that was that 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 was spent to bring in this revenue? For example, if um, if you if you if you if you're running Coca-Cola, for example, if you own a bottling company like Coca-Cola, a soft drink production company, the cost of the syrup is is a cost of sale. Because yeah. it's, it's without expending that money, you have the syrup to sell to people. Yeah. yeah. The cost of the bottles and the crates are part of your direct production cost or part of your cost of sale. They might not be direct production cost actually, but they're part of your cost of sale. Cost of sale is the money I had to spend to bring in this revenue. So the cost of the product you're selling is there. Then sometimes to transportation, basically, because you're not selling, the people don't come to your factory as Coca-Cola. You have to transport it to distributors. So that's also included as your cost of sale. So after your cost of sale, of course, that's not the only cost associated with businesses. You have other costs too. You have other costs like your your personnel costs. Your, your, the salaries you pay are also part of your business expenses. Electricity. Yeah, your electricity, your transportation, business, office rents. So those are those are those are the costs associated with uh, whatever revenue that comes in. So your profit is what remains, if anything remains, after <laughs> you've you've uh, correctly accounted for all these things. So most times, I think people just okay, I've paid rent. I have paid my rent. So anything that comes in now just come out. 
uh, remove whatever I, I spent in buying the biscuits and yeah. the rest is my it's profit. That's not actually true. So that it's it's it behooves uh, us as business or intending business owners to understand what is your cost and what is your profit. So it is not like okay, I bought biscuit five naira, sold it for ten naira. Remove my five naira. My profit is five naira. That's for me to go and flex mm-hmm. this Friday. Okay. So, uh, let me ask a question for freelancers now. Yes. Not big agencies. Okay. You know, okay. big agency has to deal with plenty, plenty moving costs. Yes. But freelancers are highly mobile. Okay. And the uh, majority of um, developers, some are not agency staff, some are freelancers. Yes. Okay. How do you suggest them to manage their books and okay. um, records and finances? Your, your tips okay. for Okay. Um, firstly, uh, you should have, your, your financial record shouldn't be in your head. Okay. That's wow. the first thing. Mm-hmm. Your financial record shouldn't be in your head, and you should understand what constitutes a cost in your business, because different businesses or different industries have different cost components. As a freelancer, let's say I work out of my house. Yeah. I might not have a office cost, and I don't have rent costs. If as a freelancer you work out of a co-working location, okay. Of course, the rent you're paying or the membership fee or whatever it is you're paying that enables you to have access to that office location is part of your costs as yeah. a freelancer. So you should you should understand what what do I spend to get my money? Of course, as a freelancer, everybody everybody spends on data, internet access. Yeah, that's part of your costs. Let's say in a month, I do. Uh, I I do five thousand naira. Inter- I buy five thousand naira data, data? plans. Okay. Uh, that so that's my internet cost in the month. Five thousand naira. Um, I walk out of a co-working space and they charge me. Let's say twenty k or thirty. Yeah, or 50. Okay. Yeah. So we could take fifty. They charge me fifty k per month. Uh. So my monthly cost is now what fifty five thousand naira. And you have transportation costs also. Yeah. Um, for most freelancers, the co-working space is not behind your house. Yeah. So. <laughs> you have to transport yourself mm-hmm. so transportation costs you include your transportation cost um you might not maybe as a freelancer depending on on how depending on your personal lifestyles and the the particulars of your business your feeding cost might be a business expense or it might not be depending on your how how your life is patterned or how you live your life okay so that might be a business expense but now we've identified the transportation uh, uh office space, office space internet yeah so let's say um I, I take on a job and usually to, to enable you of course these are lump sums fifty-five thousand naira a month a month has how many days do you work for in a month if i work for 20 days in a month fifty-five thousand naira over 20 that will give me my daily costs okay that gives me my daily cost so i know that if i'm charging somebody for x amount okay if let's say i they say build this website for me they come to meet you to build a website how long is this going to take me to build the website it's going to take me one week five days then the first thing before you uh, you start dreaming up the amount to charge them how what is my cost for one week you've gotten your daily costs then you now times five let's say it might come out to 10 uh, 10 or fifteen thousand naira so of course you know that if you don't want to go bankrupt very soon you don't charge anything less than fifteen thousand naira for a week uh, worth of work so an understanding of your costs and and being able to put a, put a naira amount on those costs will influence uh, your decision as to what to charge for your services you should know that okay if somebody calls me, okay, I will pay you twenty thousand naira 
a week and let's say all has been equal your your expenses is still going to remain at fifteen thousand naira a week it's something you could consider then maybe where you might now uh, want to look at is how much profits uh, how much markup okay would i want for you might, yeah for for some products some products usually have uh, a, a policy of marking up by 20 percent okay some 30 percent some 15 percent but as a freelancer you 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 yours is much much flexible because in one in one day you can mark up by 30 in another day you can mark up by 20 but that's a personal decision for you to make but you know your cost once you know your cost it's now it's now uh easier to figure out what you want to put on top as your profits mm. but you know this is what i can't go below okay yeah so even if my brother i can't take fourteen thousand naira because if i take fourteen thousand naira fourteen thousand naira will not cover my costs for that week okay yeah so that's that's basically how you go about pricing your services as a freelancer mm. okay so uh the bookkeeping yeah it doesn't matter that it's automated whether it's um, electronic or uh it's uh paper pen and paper it's better automated because um pen, pen and paper you're you're prone to errors and most times you know as accountants we, we use what we call double entry bookkeeping mm-hmm. yeah each 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 transaction usually has two accounts okay. let's say i buy pure water the money is coming out from somewhere and flowing to somewhere so let's say it's coming out of my bank account and it's flowing into the pure water expenses account so i'm going to record there's going to be a record of that transaction in the bank account there's going to be a record of that transaction in the pure water expenses account usually for non-trained accountants people who are not trained accountants it's they usually do what you call single entry bookkeeping like once you see in stores everybody will just write the transaction in one on one line yeah that's single entry and usually that's prone to errors omissions and every other form of errors and so in this age as a freelancer it's better for you to use tools there are free tools like wave accounting and the rest of them okay. they are free bookkeeping tools it's better for you to use those tools because with those tools also you don't need to hire or look for an accountant to get um, a statement of profit and loss at the end of the day after okay. inputting all your expenses. expenses those yeah. are things you might not know how to calculate yourself mm-hmm. so these things could give you statements of profit and loss it will give you your cash flow it could give you some other measures of your financial performance for whatever period in question so i think it's best i would, I would advocate there are a thousand and one free tools for you to use in recording your mm-hmm. Yeah, there's also new cash which is a desktop application so that one you just enter it on one line and it takes care of uh, the double entry aspects of, uh, of that transaction for you so in the summary i'll just say use tools okay yeah. okay okay now uh you've been developing for like how long now um about nine to ten years right now okay and in your, your development career you've had you've worked in agencies and you yes. freelanced in, in part of your agency career. Yeah. What has been one of the things that had been a challenge for you as a developer transitioning maybe to freelancing role or to an agency? What has been something that you usually struggle with for some time or there's something that I used to, looking back now, like, okay, this was what used to happen then? Um, for... Challenges of transitioning from being an employee, being, being a paid employee, to working on your own, being a freelancer. For me, there hasn't been much challenges because I actually love the flexibility of working for myself. 
But I think one 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 uh, common challenge that might arise might be the not knowing how how not knowing how to price the services which mm. we've talked about uh, when we talked about cost because yeah. you're used to earning a fixed, fixed amount, amount monthly. monthly. Yeah. So not knowing how to price the services and also not knowing how to market yourself. But of course, as an employee, you don't have to do any form of marketing. Yeah. Whatever marketing that is done on your skills is done usually done by your employer. Yeah. 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 So yours is just to produce whatever your the your employing agency sells. So, but as 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 a freelancer, you take care of all the aspects of your business. Bookkeeping is now your your your. It's not your rule. It is not somebody else's rule. In a big organization, you might work in departments, and yours is just to sit down in your cubicle and crank out code. Yeah. But now you take care of, you are you are the HR person <laughs> of yourself. Yeah. You, you're the one to report to if you are not paid on time. <laughs> <laughs> so you are the business development uh, executive of your market own that. agency. Mm-hmm. You're the one that has to market and do everything. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, the problem with freelancers is that most times they they are specialists in the technical aspects of this business, in the technical aspects of creating solutions using yeah, technology yeah. tools, to the exclusion or uh, to, the, to the exclusion of other aspects, other aspects of running a business, business yeah. which they don't know. So I think that's where uh, developers or freelancers or technical people generally fall into. That's where they find difficulties when they go into businesses, not knowing, okay, how. How to uh, handle HR issues, not knowing how to handle the marketing, the advertisements, your taxes now. Before it was your boss that had to worry about taxes and everything. Now the government deals with you as a person. Mm. So you have to uh, you have to worry about your taxes, you have to worry about your feeding, you have to worry about your workspace, the hygiene of everything, everything now that your mm. bosses are worrying about now is you. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Now uh how would you advise someone intending to start freelancing? Or would you tell them, okay, this is what to avoid? Or would you say, okay, don't freelance, we're just working an agency? Or, um, or well, the first thing is, freelancing is not for everybody. Number one, what's your risk appetite? Usually, when you when you go into when you meet um, going to go to consult with financial advisors, uh, you want to invest your money. That's the first thing they find out. What's your risk appetite? So we know the kind of investment that. We are going to pitch to you. It's, so your risk capital, you might be someone that, let's say you put money in MMM and the whole 100% goes, <laughs> and it's you're unfazed. You might be somebody that if you lose 10% of your money, you'll be looking for a, a bridge to jump out of. Mm. So that's something you have to know. What is your risk appetite? Of course, as a freelancer, you usually might not, there are, there are situations or there are some times you don't know where your next, uh, your next pay Clients, is coming yeah, from. Yeah. So can you bear that? Mm. It's that's 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 one of the that's one of the uh, disqualifying factors. Not not many. There are not many people that can live with the uncertainty of not knowing where the next payday comes from. from. Yeah. So of course it has its it has its perks. It has its benefits, but it also has its challenges. Yeah. So can you bear the uncertainty? What's the risk appetite? Like I said. Um. Also. You 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 need to get knowledge. Mm. Now, before you were reading, uh, you are you are you are you are spending time on uh, uh, stack, uh, yeah, stack overflow, stack overflow and the rest. But now, yeah. you have to look for business overflow and every other, <laughs> every other overflows that can help you because In stack business. overflow alone will not help you run a business. So now, and um, the first things first, I think the, a book I I recommend 
technical people to read is the image by Michael Gaba. So that 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 addresses the 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 challenges that technical people and not just uh, not just in tech as in technical people generally yeah. good tailors and whatever technical people that the, the challenges they face in starting a business and what causes most of the failures when mm. technical people start businesses yeah so knowledge you should know what you're up against you should uh, you should and your risk appetite is not by saying yes i feel like i can i know yes i, can I survive I, I i feel like i can my type my family we have a very large risk appetite not necessarily you need to know if the, the last time you earned money was uh, two months ago that 100k and it's finishing and also finance, uh, money management too mm. because since your, your 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 revenue is irregular yeah and you have to know how to manage your finances to so that uh, you have enough to sustain you to keep body and soul together to the next payday mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah so would you advise okay you must have this certain amount of money kept somewhere in the bank before you start like they will call it um, uh, is it the wrong way or uh, okay yes yeah, so yeah. having having some fallback money having some fallback money at the start especially when you're just trying to get your your, your feet wet and yeah. trying to stabilize things and trying to build up your your business uh your side hustle which is now the one you no longer decides it's not the front. so uh having some money it's a good idea the and well and it's it depends if okay. if if you if you're someone that uh, you you're still living at home and your parents still feed you and so you can you can survive without having some money set aside okay well if you're somebody where you're not your own parents uh, yeah. of course you need to have some money and as to the amount of money it depends on your lifestyle okay the person that has a that's a, on his timetable, he has the mandatory Friday groove. <laughs> Needs more money than the person that doesn't have such. Okay. Yeah. So your your lifestyle determines how much of that money you should have mm. in your set aside. Mm. Yeah. Wow. wow. Plenty, plenty, plenty nuggets and financial <laughs> knowledge to be gleaned. Okay. Now let's talk about agencies. And okay. should agencies make up? There, there is um in some agencies you will see where the boss will say okay. Now the developers you are part of and the creative people are part of processes of onboarding clients and um, being involved in some decision making. Yeah. Should freelancers be concerned about how things work or run in agencies? In agencies, okay. When you talk about agencies, do you mean do you mean companies they work for? Yeah, companies they work for, and they be like, okay, you have to bring suggestions on strategy and um, okay. And, uh, when uh, are they working for those companies as freelancers, as consultants, or as employees? They are employees now. Okay. Agencies. Okay. The thing is, you might not necessarily be consigned, but you might want to be. It's it's not mandatory. You might want to be because the knowledge is, the knowledge you gain from that process will help you when you branch out on your own. Mm-hmm. So you might want to be. Of course, if I I have in my life goals twenty twenty, I want to be a freelancer. Mm-hmm. Of course, you should start now to learn how other portions of the business work. Okay. As somebody that's going to be a freelancer, you, it's not something you you have to plan for. It. Yeah, you have to you have to learn acquire such skills. It is not uh, it is not optional. But if you have no such uh, no such leanings, then you could decide you could very well do away with it. So, if you want to be a freelancer, you want to own your own run your own shop somewhere in the future, or 
maybe in the present, mm. then you should know how other portions of the businesses work. Even if, even when you're not directly tasked with with, it. Okay. with, uh, with uh, doing that as part of your day job. Mm. And also, too, if if you're a freelancer, that could be uh, uh, that could be and you could be hired or recruited to consult on that. On so that. Of course, okay. Okay. Cool. Knowing that could be that 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 could uh, be advantageous as to being a source of revenue for you. So as freelancers, as freelancers, yes, you should. As uh, employees, then it's now dependent on your interests okay. if you want to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now uh, there is a new segment in this podcast. It's called demystifying the myths. Okay. We will talk about some myths about industry and say, okay, this is something people are thinking. Uh, what what is the norm in the industry? But people in the industry know that this is false. Okay. Just is there any myth you want to demystify for us today that about maybe finances or creative people, developers in general? This is what people are thinking, but it's wrong. It's erroneous. Uh, well, um, a misconception, or you could call it a myth, uh, for technical guys is that the tech is the most important part of the business. That is uh, both true and false. Depend that depends on the the particulars of your business. If a business like Paystack, where your your most of what you're selling is a technical product, then of course the importance to Paystack as a business of tech is far different from, let's say, if your your, your business has uh, more offline leanings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also uh, most times there's a tendency for technical people and developers too to overestimate the importance of tech. And to the detriment of underestimating the importance of other areas, yeah. So that's something that plagues all technical people or most technical people by default. Yeah. So it's so something people should watch out for. Tech is not the only thing. There are other aspects. Yeah, technology of. basically is a med- is a medium is a is a delivery medium for your products. Your product is not technology. Your product mm-hmm. is not technology. For example, Naira Bits. Most times, the the what you see the the deliver the product is a delivery medium. The effect is actually the product. Narabet sells hoop. They mm-hmm. don't sell you the slips and the gambling, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, Paystack, they just sell, uh, what they sell you is kind of a collection as an ease convenience. of convenience collection of finances. Ease of yeah. Starting. What banks sell you is safety. I don't, I don't have to keep my money under the bed and the hire, hire security guards. Mm-hmm. So it's safety. So you, the, the technology is just, it's important to the extent that it's enables you efficiently de- and profitably deliver your products to yeah. the end, end users. That's what is that and Paul that we call the mission of the yeah. business. The yeah, BI so triangle, the yeah. mission of the business. Basically. Mm-hmm. So it has it's not just the tech but what the business stands for and what yeah. it does. Wow, it's been an amazing conversation. Mm-hmm. I've gleaned a whole lot of knowledge and insights about finances and freelancing. On a closing note, what be your Parting words for both new developers, intending developers, and um, bosses like yourself in the industry will be some of your tips to them today. Hmm. <laughs> bosses like myself. <laughs> okay, bosses like myself. Uh, <laughs> bosses. Okay, but um, uh, uh, jokes aside, um, for everybody, basically, it's just to keep to keep learning as we live, we learn. So mm. to keep learning and keep improving. Basically, yeah, so yeah. that's one thing. You innovation is 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 compulsory in business. If yeah, you don't innovate, yeah. you die. You know, yeah. For example, you know the McLean's, the elephant detergents, and mm. all those dead products. So if you don't innovate, you die. So and what, a part of innovation is learning, learning what's new, 
paying attention to trends. Of course, uh, we are in a field or in an industry where things move by at breakneck speed. Yeah. 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 For example, the hottest framework of the week might not be hot next, next week. week. Yeah. So, and basically, not just for the sake of knowing what's hot, so what the new hotness is, but what's what is in vogue, what what is hot, and what customers want. Mm-hmm. Let's say uh, customers, for some reason, are moving towards framework X. Of course, if you if those customers are the people that that you hope for to end from, you should also be moving in direction of framework X. Mm-hmm. Or whatever knowledge is there, are some there are some things that were not important for developers to know five years back, which are important for you to know now, and those things might not also be relevant uh, in the future. So you should always uh, keep abreast to it. Uh, industry happenings, you should always learn. That's something. That's that's something that. Uh, Every living thing must do. Right? In your biology class, you, you remember the Mr. Niger D. Yeah. And one of yeah. the attributes of a living thing is growth. Yeah. So as a living thing, you must grow. Part mm-hmm. of growth is learning. So you learn and you innovate. So basically, those two are... Um, from those two, every other, every other thing could come out from that. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. How can our, our audience reach out to you in case maybe a client wants to send you a business or someone wants to send you a message or say, okay, hey, boss... UK, I need this, I need that. How could they reach you? Okay, um, that's something I might have to work on because I'm not a very, I'm not, I'm, I'm not someone who has up until recently have not been very active on social media social platforms media. and okay. all that. Yeah, but um, on Twitter I'm uh, at UK Trucks, UKCHUKX. Right. On GitHub, the same thing. On I'm on the Wicked platform. Well, basically, that that just that I'm not very active socially, but that's where I can be found. Right. Uh, right. And I, I, at least uh, I'm not owing anybody money that I remember, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anybody that will be in a hurry to want to find me. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you so much. It's been an amazing time. Yeah, I yeah. seriously appreciate you for your time. It's not been an easy day for you. You had uh, plenty, plenty things to do. I appreciate you for this time and sharing this knowledge with us. I'm deeply. And hum- I'm humbled. Okay. Thank you so much, sir. I'm humble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to our audience, uh, it's been an amazing time for me. I trust you've picked a thing or two from today's episode. Remember that the only way to keep growing and getting better is to keep innovating, like you said, and keep learning. Have an amazing weekend. I will see you next week.